Revelation chapter 13, as we look at the unholy trinity tonight, tonight, today, well, it may be tonight, we'll see how far we are. <laughs> Revelation 13, again, if you need a Bible, raise your hand, we'll get you one. We'll get a running start. Verse 1, then I stood on the sands of the sea, and I saw a beast rising up out of the sea having seven heads and ten horns, and on his head ten crowns, and on his head a blasphemous name. Now the beast which I saw was like a leper, and his feet were like the feet of a bear. His mouth was like the mouth of a lion. And the dragon gave him his power, his throne, and great authority. And I saw one of the heads as it had been mortally wounded, and his deadly wound was healed. And all the world marveled and followed the beast. Now they worshipped the dragon who gave authority to the beast. And they worshipped the beast saying, Who is like the beast who is able to make war with him? And he was given a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies. And he was given authority to continue for 42 months. And then he opened up his mouth in blasphemy against God. To blaspheme his name, his tabernacle, and those who dwell on the earth. For it was granted to him to make war against the saints and to overcome them. And authority was given to him over every tribe, tongue, and nation. And all who dwelt on the earth will worship him, whose names are not written in the book of life, the Lamb that was slain from the foundations of the world. If, if you have an ear, let him hear. He who leads in a captivity shall go into captivity. He who kills with a sword must be killed with the sword. Here is the patience and the faith of the saints. Well, then I saw another beast coming out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb and spoke like a dragon. And he exercised all authority of the first beast in his presence and caused the earth and those to worship him, worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. And he put, per, performed great signs so that he even made fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. And he deceived those earth dwellers on, on, on the earth. And by those signs which he was granted to do in the sight of the beast, telling those who dwell on the earth to make an image of the beast who was wounded by the sword and lived. And it was granted power to give breath to the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause many as would not worship the image of the beast to be killed. And he causes all, both small and great, rich, or free, uh, rich and poor, free or slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead. And that no one will be able to buy or sell except the one who has the mark or the name of the beast or, his, or the number of his name. Now here is wisdom. Let he who understand calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and that number is 666. <laughs> Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word, your holy word, the scriptures that give us life and empower us. Lord, to inform us of what is to come, what is to befall man upon this world, a world that will so desperately get rid of, of Christians or anything to do with God, but yet they will worship this false beast, the false prophet in the image of the beast. And so, Lord, grant us 
your heart. Give us the heart for the lost, knowing that this is coming upon man. And so, Lord, we love you and we thank you. Spend time with us once again in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. So last week we started with the first two verses, speaking of Antichrist, if you were not here, uh, pick up that uh, wonderful message that were two verses long, but we went into detail only because we had to go back in Daniel to describe the current landscape of the geopolitical world that the Antichrist is going to come into. So for our reference, we are at that three-and-a-half-year period of time. Remember that? We've we've kind of been there for a while. Uh, This is what Antichrist is going to do. The reason why I titled the message The Unholy Trinity is because we see that. We see Satan giving power to the beast, the Antichrist, and then we have the false prophet who causes people to worship that beast who ultimately is Satan. And so we read the first two verses, and we saw that geopolitical world in verse 2, where the Antichrist coming out of the European Union with modern-day America, Russia, and its uh, Asian partners there. And so the Antichrist comes out of that, and verse 3, we pick it up. And I saw one of the heads, as it had been mortally wounded, and his deadly wound was healed, And so all the world marveled and followed the beast. Revelation 17, 8 says this. The beast that you saw was and is not and will ascend out of the bottomless pit and go into perdition. And those who dwell on the earth will marvel whose names are not written in the book of life from the foundation of the world when they see the beast that was and is not and is to come. Now, in Zechariah eleven seventeen, let me read this. This is one of the titles for the Antichrist. Woe to the worthless shepherd who leaves the flock. A sword shall be against his arm and against his right eye. And his arm shall be completely withered and his right eye shall be totally blinded. So, we're going to see this will apply in a minute when we get to that mark of the beast. So, let's kind of get our head around it. Deep breaths. Here we go. Three and a half year period of time, Antichrist comes into the newly rebuilt temple that has been having sacrifices ongoing. The Jewish people, very excited. That's part of this peace treaty that the Antichrist did. For three and a half years, he has been doing wonderfully, I mean, just marvelous things on planet Earth, things that no other political leader has ever ever been able to do. Just utterly amazing, the speeches that he gives, all of this. Well, finally, he comes into this temple. He walks in, and he uh, he causes all, and he, he makes a declaration that he is God and that he is to be worshipped. The image of the beast that he sets up sets in motion what Daniel and Jesus said. When you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, then flee. Now, a, a, a Jew cannot worship anything other than God. So here, think about what they did with Jesus who just said that he was the son of God, right? Which we know he is, but they crucified him. And they said, you're speaking blasphemy. 
Now, here the Antichrist comes in and he, he says he wants to be worshipped as God. And so the Jews cannot do that and so they flee. I can't remember the, the Israeli leader, so forgive me uh, which one it is. I don't, know, I don't think it was Shimon Peres, but he was assassinated by an ultra-right um, Israeli Jew who didn't like the progress that was happening in some peace accords. And I'm sure someone right now is texting or emailing me the name of the guy. (laughs) Forgive me. But you can imagine this scene. It's very easy to imagine what we're reading right now. Here the Jews are all in the temple. They're sacrificing. People are coming, making atonement for their sin. And then here the Antichrist walks in and claims to be God. And I don't know about you, but if you've been in Israel, them Jews know how to carry guns. I love it. It's the safest place. People always complain, aren't you worried about going to Israel? And That is God's home address. I feel safer there than anywhere else. You feel safe when you've got IDF soldiers and you're in Burger King getting a burger and their, their, uh, their rifle is hitting you in the back. And it's like no big deal to them. They know what it's like to have protection in there. But you can also imagine some, uh, some Jew saying, oh, no, you didn't. And he pulls out a gun and he shoots the Antichrist. Now, that's where we are in verse 3. Trust me, we will get further. And so I saw one of the heads as it had been mortally wounded, and his deadly wound was healed And all the world marveled and followed the beast. So now he is laying on the ground. He is shot. It tells us his eye and his arm is withered. That's what happens when someone gets paralysis. So his eye, probably his right eye, his right arm are affected. He's laying on the ground. Well, Revelation 17 says at that minute minute, he goes to hell. He dies, rightfully so, where he should go. But at that moment, Satan comes inside of him and dwells him, and now he stands on his feet. And what is the result of that? Verse 3, all the world marveled and followed the beast. They will follow the beast and Satan when they wouldn't follow Jesus. Now, you got to take this whole thing and you got to put it together so you can understand Uh, Satan is creating this unholy trinity. And so if he is creating this unholy trinity as himself as the father and the Antichrist as the son, well, obviously because the son of God died and was risen, right? That's what we believe in. That's why we're Christians. Are you Buddhist because Buddha came out of the tomb? He's still there. Mohammed's in the ground. Joseph Smith, we don't worship that. We worship Jesus and the empty tomb. He has given us life and that more abundantly. Well, the world didn't believe that because they said, well, how can we believe that? That happened 2,000 years ago. It takes faith, does it not? Well, now they're going to see this. And listen, I am not judging the people at this moment for this particular thing because wouldn't we all agree that'd be pretty amazing? Like, that's a fatal shot. I mean, I'm no gun expert, but that's a fatal shot. He's, He's not... Mostly dead, he's all dead. He's le- and then, boom, he pops up. Now the world's going to go, uh, okay. 
This is a God. Now, I want you to just pause a second and see how much the world is being pre-programmed to think that this is going to be okay. We have superhero movies. We have, we have Greek mythology. We have all of these things that have been getting people ready. We got Star Trek, Star Wars. We have all this stuff that has been preparing mankind, let alone as we will see today, with the virus and the pandemic and all the world control that is going on. It is all getting everything ready. So when he pops up, they're all going to go, okay, time to worship this guy. It says in verse 4, they worship the dragon. Now, from our study before, the dragon is Satan. Now, listen to this. When you talk about satanic worship today, it's out there, but it's really kind of the fringe, kooky, weird stuff. Amen? You're like, ah, those people... It will become normal. Everyone will know who they are worshiping. Please don't ever think that when, when we get to the mark in a minute, that they're going to be duped into taking something they didn't want to do. No, they know at this point that the wrath of God is coming. They know who is pouring it out in the tribulation. And they know for certain in verse 4 that they are worshiping Satan And that's okay with them because he has been giving them everything that they have ever wanted. And what is it? A life without us. A life without God. A life without responsibility and all that religious stuff. Those rules. All of this has been torn down. People can do whatever they want to do. And he empowers them to do whatever they want to do. If they want to do drugs, he'll give it to them. (laughs) If they don't want to work, well, they'll just live in the United States of America. Oh, I got more. (laughs) So they worship the dragon, listen, who gave authority to the beast. So be clear here that the Antichrist has been given what he has been given by Satan, and they worship the beast saying, this guy is amazing. Who can come against him? There is nobody like him. That is the idea. They're going to have t-shirts. They're going to have bumper stickers. They're going to have billboards. I want you to start thinking how we worship idols today. We worship football teams and baseball teams and Hollywood people. I don't. I think they're stupid. And don't even let me go on Hollywood today. (laughs) I'm on an anti-Hollywood Sunday. Notice, he was given a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies. And he was given authority to continue for those three and a half years. And he opened up his mouth in blasphemy against God to blaspheme his name, his tabernacle, and those who dwell in heaven. Verse 7, it was granted to him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And authority was given to him over every tribe, tongue, and nation. Now, for our purposes, just as a reminder and for some new people as well, As a follower of Jesus Christ on this side of the tribulation period, once we are raptured, we're not here. 
So everything we're about to read doesn't apply to us. Everybody got that? And, and I want to make this statement really strong now. I'm going to make it strong in a minute. When we get to the mark, there is no mark on this side of the tribulation. And the mark that is coming, it will be an allegiance to this dragon. And it will be very clear. So everyone stop worrying if, if they got the mark already. Amen? Your credit card is not the mark, and the vaccine is not the mark, or whatever is out there that you think is the mark is not the mark. We're not here, so this does not apply to us. Amen? Amen. But those who come after will get saved in the tribulation, and it says that it was granted to him, verse 7, to make war with the saints. Please note with me that he could not make war with them unless it was granted to him by God. That's, that's important. It's the same thing in our life today. I, I don't know about you, but I'm going to ask God that stop granting that. Right? The devil can't, his minions can't do anything against you unless it is granted by God. And we'll get to that in Job chapter 1. And so they worshipped the dragon. As they continued to do that, then it was granted to make war against the saints and to overcome them. And it was given to him uh, over every tribe, tongue, and nation. Now, how is he going to do that without people helping him? Now, this is where history is so important. I know a lot of you may not like history, but history is so important. And I think God allowed us to have a snippet of time in history that would define what is coming later. And that started in the 1930s with Germany. And how Germany soft got into tyranny. It was soft tyranny. Do you know what soft tyranny is? It's like someone telling you, you can't come in here without a mask. And they love that authority. That's called soft tyranny. And they started out with brown shirts. And the brown shirts would turn somebody in if they didn't do what they were supposed to do by the government. And as that soft tyranny continued, and as they started putting propaganda out that said, listen, this group of people here is going to have to wear a yellow armband with a star of David on it. Do you know what the NFL, and I I, want to make this statement, I don't know if you like the NFL or not, but I would say to every believer, you need to stop watching the NFL. Just knock it off. Because these idiots, and I say that with the love of Jesus. <laughs> do you know what they want to do? They want to put a wristband on everybody who is not vaccinated. That's a yellow armband. But Americans, because they're not taught history in school, they don't know that that it starts out with soft tyranny, and it starts out with, well, you don't love grandma, so you're going to kill her if you don't get X, Y, and Z. And by the way, we're going to mark you with this band, and you won't be able to come in and buy or sell. We'll get to that in a minute. And all of this is leading up to, not now, but it is leading up to, to the point when he makes war against the saints It won't be a big deal that neighbor will turn in neighbor, that father will turn in son, son will turn in father, and so forth. It will be no big deal. They will turn in each other and say, this person isn't following the plan 
of our benevolent leader, Antichrist. Let me breathe. He says, all who dwell on the earth. Who's, who's all? So, you've got two groups of people. Well, you really have three groups of people during the tribulation period. You have Jews, you have Christians that get saved that will ultimately die for their faith, and then you have the earth dwellers, everybody else. So the earth dwellers, everybody else, that's this all. And all who dwell on the earth will worship him whose name has not been written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Now, if anyone has an ear, let him hear. Now, I like that John, by the Spirit, puts that. He goes, are you listening? Are you paying attention? Because what's coming next is important. He says, he who leads into captivity shall go into captivity. He who kills with the sword must be killed with the sword. Here is the patience and the faith of the saints. It is evident even today that human beings seek to worship what they cannot see. Or can see, sorry, can see. This is reflective, again, of the widespread idolatry of not only holy relics and worship of religions all around the world. They worship what they see, not what they can't see. During the tribulation period, Satan will be a visible God with seemingly divine powers. And those who prefer a comfortable religion that does not demand religious or righteous behavior will find what they've been looking for all along. This Antichrist here in a minute will set up an image of himself and be worshipped just like Nebuchadnezzar and just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego who said, we will not worship the image, Nebuchadnezzar. Well, I'll throw you in the fire. Wonderful. Throw us in the fire. Now, two things are going to happen. Either our God is going to deliver us or we're going to die. But either way, Nebuchadnezzar, we will not bow to you. Now, you might think to yourself, well, how does that apply to it? That still applies today. We worship one God and Jesus Christ only. I need you to hear this for a minute. We don't worship government. We don't worship... We don't worship the CDC. I'll leave him out of it. His, <laughs> you know who I'm talking about today. <laughs> we don't worship that. And can I just say something? And I've noticed this over the pandemic, and maybe you have too. People who logically used to think before have plumb lost their mind. How are you believing that when you used to be a critical thinker? You have lost it. And you're not even in church. You are wondering, you're faltering in your faith, and the devil is laughing. Why are you not here? I'm talking to you. Why are you not in fellowship? Don't forsake the assembly of the body of Christ. Should we disobey God's word to obey man's? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said, pound sand. In the love of Jesus way, do all things in love. Are you not amazed? When it first came out, I made this statement when we were doing our roundtable. I was amazed how fast people gave up their liberty. In a heartbeat, for safety, 
that 99.7% of the people on planet Earth survive? By the way, a new, uh, something came out this week, a whistleblower in the federal government. I know that's shocking that someone might actually tell the truth. 57,000 people have been killed from the vaccine. They're telling you it's just several hundred. They're lying to you like always. Listen, and let me just say this. <laughs> I don't care if you get the vaccine or not. I don't care. That's between you and your God. And you and your wife or you and your husband, whatever it is, it's fine. And I told this to Andrew after. After World War II with uh, Joseph Mengele who did experiments, right, and the Japanese who did experiments on people, the UN had a charter or a rule that said no government can force any medical whatever on its populace. It can't be done, and yet they're breaking that. Not that I ever believe in, I can't believe I just lifted up the UN. See what you make me do on a Sunday? <laughs> All right, let's see his uh, second stooge. Verse 11, then I saw another beast coming out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb, and he spoke like a dragon. So we've got the first beast is Antichrist. The second beast, for our purposes, is going to be the false prophet. This is going to be our Holy Spirit in our unholy trinity. Notice it says that he has horns like a lamb. This is a scary uh, lamb, isn't it? I don't want to see this lamb in a... But it spoke like a dragon. Gentle as a lamb, right? But a dragon is speaking with deception and lies. And I know what you're thinking. Is he a member of Congress? And he, now this is his job description, verse 12, he, the false prophet, exercises all authority of the first beast in his presence. Now what does all mean? That means this false prophet has been given all of the power that was given to the first beast, to the Antichrist. So everything that the Antichrist can do, the false prophet can duplicate that. In the presence, and he causes the earth and those who dwell in it to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. And so the beast is the, uh, this beast is what we're going to say is the Holy Spirit in our unholy trinity. The dragon is the father, the false, uh, the first beast, the antichrist is like uh, Jesus Christ, and then we have here... <laughs> The Holy Spirit. You know, one of the, the amazing thing is the ministry of the Holy Spirit is to glorify Christ and lead people to trust and to worship Him. John 16, verses 7 through 15 tells us what the ministry of the Holy Spirit is. Now, this false prophet will point to Antichrist who will ultimately point to Satan and compel the rest of the world to worship Him. Note with me, that he causes the earth who dwell in it to worship the first beast. He performs great signs. What are great signs? It means when people see it, they're going to go, that's a great sign. Remember when the Jews, uh, in their dialogue with Jesus, they were always saying to Jesus, show us a sign. And what did Jesus say? 
No sign will be given to you except the sign of Jonah, for the Son of Man will be three days and three uh, uh, nights in the belly of the earth, and uh, let me paraphrase, and then will be resurrected. He said, only one sign will be given to you. It's funny that man always wants to see signs. You know people, well, if God would just show himself, I'd believe. No, you wouldn't. Because the religious leaders saw everything that the people saw. They saw Lazarus come out of a tomb after four days. 15,000 people fed with food from a box lunch from a kid. Jesus walking on water, healing lepers that has never happened in Israel before. And those lepers had to go to the temple and show themselves to them. And yet they didn't worship. But during this time, man, a good magician can pull a trick. And this false Holy Spirit will do signs and great wonders. Notice it says that he will even make fire uh, come down from heaven on the earth inside of man. How does he do that? I don't know. Don't care. Won't be here in heaven eating. (laughs) And he deceives those who dwell on the earth. Isn't it interesting, the description of the Bible of what signs do? What did it say? Deceives. Jesus said when he first got into Matthew 24, the Olivet Discourse, he said, let no one deceive you by any means. Because he knew that deception is coming. Listen, deception is all around us all the time. You know what deceiving is? They're telling you to look over here when they're doing everything over here. I will restrain myself. They deceived those earth dwellers by signs which was granted to do in the sight of the beast, telling those who dwell on the earth to make an image of the beast who was wounded by the sword and lived. And so now we've got the dragon, antichrist, and the false prophet. We've got our holy trinity, right? But, like any good religion out there, you got to have a shrine. you got to have an image like Nebuchadnezzar. By the way, Nebuchadnezzar and that scene with the image and the three boys, that is a foreshadowing of this event. Remember, the Bible always gives us information in the Old Testament to tell us what's happening in the New Testament. It gives us types and pictures and foreshadowing, and that is here. It says in verse 13 that he was granted power to give breath to the image of the beast, and that image of the beast should both speak and cause as many as would not worship the image of the beast to be killed. It seems strange to us to have the whole world give this kind of worship to the image of a man. But personality cults, totalitarian governments that we've seen all throughout history They love images. If you go to the Soviet Union or Communist China or North Korea, they always have the dear leader on the wall. Now, not to say anything about our own country, but we do the same thing. We put the President of the United States in a photo in government buildings, right? But it's not plastered everywhere, and I'm so grateful, right? Come on, man, that's got to be good. You don't want Biden's face everywhere. So we're a little different, right? 
We don't, it's not everywhere. But if you go to North Korea, if you lived in the Soviet Union, if you lived in communist China where Mao Zedong is everywhere, his photo is everywhere, in North Korea they pray to the dear leader. It's crazy stuff, isn't it? And, and you know what you think? You're like, I'd never do that. Like worship a dude's photo, but they're about to. Not only that, is this photo is going to be alive. How many of you were able to have the great pleasure in high school of reading 1984? Right? And in 1984, uh, by the way, which <laughs> it's a perfect book for the time in which we're living in. It's very prophetic that it was like that. But on the wall was a screen, and Big Brother saw what you did, and you would interact with Big Brother. <laughs> that seemed far-fetched. And now it's a reality. With the AI technology... What is creepy right now is they're not telling us a whole lot about AI. And they're keeping a lot of it to themselves. Elon Musk, who is by no means a believer, is he himself the reason why he wants to go to Mars? Because he thinks AI is going to destroy mankind. He just doesn't know it is. But it will be from a different way. Now, I want you to imagine that they set up something in the temple, whatever it is. And by the way, we used to think it was holograms. It has changed over the last 30 years of what we thought this image would be. And now because of AI technology, you can talk to a computer screen, and of course the AI is running. You can ask it a question, and it will answer you and have a personality. And go, listen, how many of you have the devil Alexa in your house? Oh, some of you are in trouble. Get it out. She's listening to everyone. That honey dripping woman, right? They list, they're listening to everything. You know how it is. You're talking to a friend about bow hunting, just you and a friend. No computers around, just you and your friend. You get home, you open up your email, and it's all about bow hunting. YouTube is flooding you with bow hunting videos. Am I the only one that's creeped out by that? Happens every single day. Now, use AI technology. And however it's going to work, I don't know, but we're getting very close to it right now. That it, you will be able to interact, not you, but those earth dwellers will be able to interact with it just like they're talking to somebody. The AI will gauge who you are, your face. It will be able to scan. Last week I told you how the government scanned my ID uh, and my face for a program in the IRS. It will be able to do that. So imagine that the Antichrist gives everybody this little frame thing that goes on your wall and you turn it on and it's co connected to... <laughs> Elon Musk's worldwide internet that he's trying to do with the satellite program. Why is he doing that too? It's all going to be used. So now, so now you've got everything connected. Everybody is connected. Your car is connected. Cars are not even, you don't even need a, a driver now. I just heard 
that, uh, by the way, we have a shortage of truck drivers. That's why you don't see a lot of stuff on the shelves of your stores. But I just heard they're doing a pilot program somewhere down in Texas. It's always Texas. Go big or go home. Where the truck drivers, there's no truck driver in the truck. I mean, if you were driving and you looked over, (laughs) did I miss the rapture? There's no truck driver. How creepy is that? At least put a dummy in there or something. Make me feel comfortable. So now you've got trucks that will go to its destination and its store without a driver. And they're going to have an AI technology that you will be able to interact with. Now, what's interesting to me is it says that he causes them to do this. So whatever this newer technology is, which is literally, it's here. Whatever it is, it says he was granted power to give breath to the image of the beast. So in some way, it comes to life. And this AI technology that we know today, that's it. Notice that the image of the beast should both speak and cause as many that would not worship the image of the beast to be killed. I don't know how that happened. the last part of that verse happens. How does he cause those people to be killed? Is it him turning them in? Or is it literally some new weird thing that jets out of it and kills them? But whoever it is, they are not marked. They don't have the image of the beast upon them. I I know about you, but you you read the last part of this chapter, you're like, I'm so glad I'm not here because that stuff is really freaky. An image, an AI thing's talking to me and could kill me or turn me in. Verse 16 says, He causes all, both small and great, rich or poor, which means everybody, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead. So probably from the beginning of our message today, the wounding of the Antichrist to identify with him by having it on their forehead or on their right hand. So, man, you... You look at one verse in the Bible that has been talked about for 2,000 years and that the church has worried about for 2,000 years that they shouldn't have to have worried about. I want to give you the short time I have left, the background and the history that John is writing this from Ephesus. Now, a couple of years ago, a couple of the guys and I, we went to uh, Turkey and we were in Ephesus And there is an entrance and a street that goes down where all the vendors were at. And there would be a temple priest sitting on the side there. And he would have the incense to the God. And it was for you to say, Caesar is Lord. You take your incense and you pitch it there. And then the priest would give you a mark So you could walk into the market so you could buy or sell. John knew this back in 95 AD. The funny thing is about that, as we were being told that, that if you didn't, if you just said, I don't believe in that, and walked right in, the priest would follow you through the whole market and said, this man does not pinch incense to Caesar. He is against Caesar, against Caesar is Lord. Do not sell to this man. 
Now, what would happen in the market? No one would, buy, no one would sell to him. And he couldn't buy from anybody. Think about how easy it is today that companies are denying you from flying or buying or, as I just said, the NFL that is requiring these football players. It's sports, people. We're not talking rocket scientists. We're talking balls and running. A couple of the guys on the Olympic golf team just got kicked off. I mean, it's... The one thing that shouldn't be political is sports, and yet it is. That's why I hope the NFL completely dissolves. I have no love loss for them at all. I, it, Foy and I, we used to talk about NASCAR all the time. I'm done with that years ago, too. You want to go woke? Well, then you're going to go broke. He caused all, both small and great, rich or poor, free or slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead. So what is this mark? Well, I'm not really sure, but our newer technology, anybody remember the VeraChip? We used to talk about that here because that was the technology that we had at the time. It was a chip that was made by VeraChip. It was called Digital Angel, kind of creepy that it was called that, but that was the company. It's patented. Uh, some, some of our elite soldiers, we had them implanted with that so that we could track them real time and that we could use their information to get their vitals. If you have a pet today that is a cat or a dog, they all have a chip that's implanted in them so that they're scanned in the doctor's office and so they know and it pulls up their records. So that, <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this, that's old technology, chips. Now what we have is bioluminescent tattooing. Now, because our world is completely all tatted up and no one thinks uh, right or left about a tattoo anymore, it used to just be soldiers, right? Yeah, and prisoners. That's what my kids and I were talking about yesterday. That's what. It, but now it's no big deal. So when the Antichrist says, hey, you got to get this tattoo, Lord, like, yeah, I got 80 of them. No big deal. The world is so used to that. The world is so used to this, this, and, and look, this is not me saying anything about tattoos. I don't want to hear a letter. I don't want to see an email. Don't talk to me afterwards. Between you and the Lord. Amen? Whatever. But whatever it is, they're going to receive it, and it will be visible. The thing about the chip years ago was it wasn't visible unless they actually made a mark on their hand. Now, if you watch the old-time 70s movies with us, the uh, image of the beast and uh, the distant thunder and all of those old-time 70s, oh, I love them. They, and I think there was something to that back then. It was a barcode. Now, we know everything about barcodes. Barcodes reads everything, right? But we have RFDI chips now. Do you know that in Walmart, they have an IFDF char, uh, chip inside of the pallet. As it comes into the store, it reads what's on the pallet, and the store knows what happened as it came into the store. Now, that's pretty cool. It will be eventually used in some way for evil purposes. But it's not evil now. So let's stop worrying about, is this the mark? Am I gonna, if I take the vaccine, is that the mark? Am I going to hell? Look, if you don't know Jesus Christ, you will be going to hell. But if you know him, then don't worry about it because you're not here. Even if you got something now and it was something like, hey, I could pay my, 
you know, gas and car, and whatever happens in the, the rapture and you get a new body, it'll just fall out, come off, whatever. What, it doesn't really matter. What matters with this mark is it is a sign of allegiance. And no different from the brown shirts who had uh, insignia on their shirts or later on with the SS. Some of them had secret tattoos in the German Reich and they were part of just a specific group and that marked them for a specific purpose. So he receives a mark on the right hand or on their forehead. This is an allegiance. Everyone will know that I belong to the Antichrist and ultimately to the dragon and Satan. Later on in the 90s or 2000s, there was another end time movie and there was a, there's a great scene where there's a guillotine and there's a person there and there's the Antichrist talking to the person about getting the mark and if they don't get the mark, um, they'll, they'll die with the guillotine. And the person, the Antichrist character said tell the son of man that he has no place in your heart that's what this is all about is that you were replacing the god shape the shape that only god can fill in your life with something temporary that is the antichrist and it says that no one verse 17 may buy or sell except the one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name Now, in the United States of America, you give me about five years ago, most people in this country would not have got this. But now, because of COVID, because of vaccines, because of disinformation from the White House, not from us, but from them and the CDC and the WHO and China and every other governmental organization, because we have so much disinformation from them, and lying from them, but them uh, guilting people and say, well, you, you know, you don't want grandma to die. And I'm going to make this statement one time. I'll have Alex come up in a little bit and do a whole little panel on this. Do you know what a vaccine really is? A vaccine, if you get it, like polio vaccine, means you can't get polio and you can't give it to somebody else. So if you got the vaccine... Who cares if I have it or not? Did I just shock everybody with logic? Let me say that again. If you have it and you think that that vaccine is truly protecting you, what does it matter if I have it or not? It shouldn't and it doesn't, but this isn't a real vaccine. Because 56,000 people have died from it. The vaccine alone. So, what does that have to do with this? Nothing. No. What it means is because of them coming out and saying, listen, if you don't do this, you can't, you know, you can't buy or sell. You can't go on an airplane. You can't go to a football game. You can't do this or that. If you're a, a, a sports figure who has his own beliefs, my body, my choice, remember, and doesn't want to be a part of that, but now is being told if you don't, you'll lose your job and your career. I have got emails from people, and we're going to have these forms available for you for a religious exemption. And if you want them, we'll have them for you. 
Uh, it just kind of has a statement of faith on there that we don't believe in uh, uh, fetal tissue inside of anything, let alone a so-called vaccine. We'll have them for you. And again, if you've got it, it you're not going to die. You're, you're, it's not the mark of the beast. That's between you and the Lord and whatever your health provider is. If you were fine with it, great, but don't force anybody else to do it. And then as a corporation, don't force anybody else, if they don't have it, that they can't buy or sell. But it's setting the entire scene up so that when when the mark of the beast comes in, people are going to go, we already did this in 2021. We're all ready to go. It's not a big deal. If you don't get it, I'm ready to go. I got it. I did what the government told me to do. Yeah, I'm going to do what the Antichrist tells me to do too. And so no one will be able to buy or sell except the one who has the mark or the name or the number of his name. And here is wisdom. Now, what I find fascinating is that John is writing this not to us, but to those here during this time. He said, here's wisdom. Let him who understand and calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man. His number is 666. No number ever on planet Earth has ever done what 666 has done. It arises fear in people, but in this time, it won't arise fear at all. They'll be okay with it. Will there be a 666 on their hand or on their forehead? I have no idea. Uh, Don't try to figure out what 666 means. The church goes down rabbit holes. They shouldn't go down. They study stuff they shouldn't study. We shouldn't be talking about the Antichrist. We have to. It's in this chapter. Don't write books about it. Don't think about it. Well, Ronald Reagan's name was, you know, it, it mounted up to 666. Barack Obama's name was... Is he? No. There's, the church has not been raptured. Everybody get that point? We are not going to see Antichrist, so stop trying to figure out who he is. That's a great way to end, isn't it? Stop trying to figure it out. You know, the only thing that we should know is trumpet blast. That's it. Everything else we leave to the Lord. And you won't get the mark while you're here. Now, I need to say this to everybody who will be left. If you take that mark, you have no hope of redemption. Because the book of Revelation, it continues to say, and those who had the mark, and I'm going to paraphrase, are damned for all eternity. There is no hope. There is no second chances. There is no purgatory. There is no way out. You get that mark You made an allegiance to the devil, and to the devil you will go for all eternity, and you will be separated from love, and you will know that you were separated from love and that love of Jesus Christ. And eternity is you knowing that you made the decision for that guy instead of the king of kings. So if you're left behind and you're listening to this kooky message that seems to be so real right now, Better to lose your head than your soul. Lay down your life for Jesus now while you have an opportunity. Let him take your sins away. The joy of the Lord. We're believers and we're not going to go through chapter 13. How wonderful is that? 
No matter what befalls this world, whatever next thing they want to throw at us, bring it on. I'm not going to stop worshiping Jesus Christ, and I'm not going to stop being together as the body of Christ, no matter what man says. I end with the Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Listen, our, our God, he will save us. If not, we're going home anyway. So do your worst. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word, Lord. And I, I realize a lot of this stuff can, be, uh, can cause people to be afraid. They can feel anxious about their family members, their co-workers, the state of affairs now. But Lord, that you would bring comfort to their heart and joy knowing that a follower of Jesus today will not be in this chapter tomorrow. And so, Lord, we thank you for your grace and your mercy. We thank you, Lord, that no matter what befalls this planet, that you are in control and you are allowing these things to happen to allow and prepare mankind for what is coming. Lord, that we would be a light in this world, that we would help people understand common sense and reason and not give away things simply because the government or the man says. But Lord, truly seek what you would have for us individually. Corporately as a church, Lord, that we would stand upon the rock and that Jesus. So Lord, thank you for our time today. We thank you, Lord, for your love for your grace, and we pray, Lord, that we would hear the trumpet blow soon. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's stand.